0: I'm Laura Hedlund, a community gardener, a a student of permaculture, and a person who knows the power of food.
1: Yeah, we're we're going to be talking about the power of food today, that's for sure. I'm Karen Olson Johnson. I am the co-director of the Women's Congress for Future Generations as of the first of the year. And I'm the director also of the Council of Contributors. I'm really excited to talk today about... Um, Sweet Potato Comfort Pie, because both of the women in studio have been incredibly involved in the Women's Congress, and we are live this morning, so we take your phone calls, 952-946-6205.
0: And again, that's 952-946-6205. It is very cold out this morning, right, Hunter?
2: So cold.
0: So cold. So cold. So we need some warm comfort. It's not even cold physically. It's also sort of politically and the whole social system is kind of frigid, isn't it?
1: Well, look at my, right? I'm saying, baby, it's cold outside. Yeah. Okay? In a lot of different ways. Baby, it's cold outside. And we're on Facebook, too, if you want to yes, check us out on Facebook. Facebook. Live on Facebook and comment and all of that. So good morning, everybody. Frozen, everybody. And it, it, this, like I said, is exciting for these <laughs> particular individuals to be in studio with us today. Rosa. McGee- and
0: Elaine Wynn, right. And Rose McGee is a pie philanthropist, an educator, author, and a program officer at the Minnesota Humane Society. And Elaine Wynn is a humanities center. Humanity center.
1: Yeah.
0: I was thinking of Robert Pilots Show at earlier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> but uh, animals, animals, <laughs> animals, and humanity. Maybe yeah. We someday we can all get together. <laughs> so tell us a little bit. Let's just start off. What is sweet potato pie?
3: Sweet potato pie? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I consider it to be the sacred dessert of black culture. <laughs> That's how I describe it. Um, the sweet potato pie has been a dessert that um, African Americans in particular, it's just always been there. And when I say been there, um, whatever the situation is, generally if, um, if there's a celebration, um, the sweet potato pie is right there. If it's a, um, a funeral usually someone is expecting whoever makes the best sweet potato pie to have that sweet potato pie there. And when we um, look at the complexities of what's going on today, um, I think about that pie as being um, one of those comforting factors. Because if the pie has always been representative of comfort and celebration, and yet It's complex because everybody believes, "Can't nobody make sweet potato pie like my mama." (laughs) When we think about narcissism, yeah. But when we think about what's happening in our society, especially today, the the Mm -hmm. violence, the race um, race issues which we are faced with, even though people don't want to always acknowledge that, it's a complex issue. So why not bring people together, convene them over pie, especially
1: sweet potato pie? I think about, you know, the stories of growing up and I do remember this with both of my grandmothers, that there was this, you know, you bake something, you know, and, and I'm gonna say a lot of it was apple pie or pumpkin pie and and my I'm gonna say my grandfather's this hot milk sponge cake with the seven minute icing. <laughs> but you bake something and then you take it yes. and you give it to somebody. And it's in that in that art of baking it mm-hmm. and then giving it that is, there's something really magical in that. Yes, I believe that.
3: Um, I believe that. You know, we may we may get to this later, but when we, Elaine is here with me, and when we made those pies to take down to Charleston after the shooting at, at uh, Mother Emanuel AME Church, I was looking uh, back oh. on some of that footage that um, we've got news coverage on, and the bishop at that time who was um, now taking care of the parishioners because all of the pastors were killed in that church, the associate pastors, the the head pastor. And he, um, when the um, reporter asked, well, how do you feel about them bringing sweet potato pie? And he says, it makes sense that it would be sweet (laughs) potato pie. He says, it's always been there for us. And he got it. (laughs) And I guess it's because I grew up in the South, and I understand that, just as the foods that you just mentioned. And that's the precious thing about the world in which we live. Everyone has that comfort food, that soul food. And if we can all embrace the one that really does speak to us and resonate with us and share that, I think uh, that's another step towards uh, a more humane society as well. And Um, I I just, I think about people, especially um, Mary McLeod Bethune, who was the founder of Bethune-Cookman, which is now Bethune-Cookman University. But she was born, you know, right after slavery, and her um, goal was to see black children get higher education. So she started this quest to raise this money. And guess what? One of the things that she did was she got on her bicycle and she rode around communities and she sold sweet potato pies. That was one of the things that she did. And it just, I get a chill every time I think about the power again of that pie. And when I think about people, when when I grew up, um, if they come... They would ask, well, I want a piece of, of, of Aunt Rosie's pie because we used to have this thing called Big Meeting where people would bring all the food on, on, on Sundays because, you know, you stayed all day. So you had people who would bring boxes of their foods, and Aunt Rose was my grandmother. So they want her sweet potato pie, and they may want, you know, Cousin Lucille's uh, coconut cake. You know, it was just that way, which,
0: you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is the way it goes. So so this love and passion for sweet potato pies how did this form into an organization? Yeah, I mean, this was kind of a spontaneous organization, and it, it actually now you're you've attracted um, national attention.
1: Yeah, uh, can we bring in Elaine Win here too? Because you are a founding member of. Do you call it Sweet Potato Pie Sweet Potato Comfort Pie Initiative? Is that what you call it? So to be exact. We
2: usually just say sweet, sweet potato comfort pie. Comfort pie, okay. We don't really need to say what it is. It's almost indefinable. It, <laughs> it, it develops it, over these. I've been four years with this, new rose a long time before that. And actually, this morning when I was thinking about it, I couldn't remember anything except the dialogue that happened and the baking of the pies the first time. It was, you know, it's the activity, it's the presence. And I want to say for me, I'm a, I've always been a real solution-finder, task-oriented people person. A lot of people don't see me that way, but that is really who I am. And it's annoying to people sometimes. <laughs> and sweet potato cumber pie is really good because um, Rose is one of the people who goes, hmm, Yeah, that's a good idea. And then we kind of sit and we talk about it some more and more comes out of it. And, And for me, it's a time of giving everything I can think of to give and not being worried one dot, whether it's used or not.
0: That's beautiful. That that's that's really beautiful. It just you give what you can to the moment and and then the moment um, emerges the way it is going to, not the way that you predict it will or that you're attached to. Yes. So it's kind of a free flowing
2: life. That's absolutely true. And and I, I recently we were we were with someone who who'd been hurt and gotten a pie and I won't talk about the specifics of that, but I found myself saying what I found in this group was the acceptance and the growing feeling, this is my sister, and I said that's gender neutral. You know, because sometimes you might say, oh, this is my brother, and, and that's a gender neutral word. Well, I'm using sister for it. And I'm saying it's the kind of thing where there's this growing feeling and experience it. this is somebody you can trust. So it's not automatic. You know, I've been in a lot of things where you do the exercises to learn to change your la 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 whatever, but this is like being it. This is like um, growing in it, and all of a sudden you find yourself somewhere with this group of people like the Women's Congress, you know? and And these are my friends.
1: These is are, is the yeah. pie somehow the pie itself somehow a
2: bridge well it's a beautiful thing to use the symbol of sweet potato pie and think of the many ways that that has provided culture uh, black culture but also uh, as you mentioned there are there my mother made uh, sour cream lemon pie and and you know, my grandma that did deep th- fried donuts, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> gingerbread that yeah, was her right. stock, you know. But the thing is, food food really does connect, people. It, food
0: connects. And yeah. now, if you have a favorite food memory, um, call in, we are live 952 946 6205. 952 946 605. And Rose, I wanted to um turn to uh, Ferguson because in 2014,
3: that's kind of what started this, right. It is what started it for me. I, um, <clears throat> excuse me, was watching the news footage every day as everyone else was. And at one point, um, the faces that flashed across my screen really disturbed me. And everybody looked so hopeless. And I wondered, well, what can I do? What can I do? And here I am in Minnesota. And I thought, well, let me just pray on that. <laughs> and I did. And the next thing I knew... Um, it came to my mind to get up and go bake a bunch of pies, and I did that. Um, and loaded my car up and drove down to Ferguson. My son was with me. I asked him if he would go. Now, by the time I got there, the actual rioting had ended. But um, along the way, um, I had been made an introduction to a pastor there, who was able to get me involved, you know, in the community to connect with a few people to give the pies to. And then he took me over to the site where Michael Brown had been um, killed. And standing there was a young lady, and it's a photograph that uh, I've used a lot. And she um, was just standing there fussing at Michael. And I offered her a pie, and she couldn't believe it, and she just wept.
1: Well, when we come back from break, uh, we'll continue this conversation about Sweet Potato Comfort Pie with Elaine Wynne and Rose McGee. You are welcome to call at 952-946-6205. And when we come back, we'll also explain what we're listening to, but for now, take a listen.
5: Tap taste and treasure at Vinaigrette, where we have some warm seasonal recipes all ready to create dynamite meals. Our fig balsamic vinegar pairs perfectly with roasted Brussels sprouts or baked brie. And sweet potatoes are always a winner, but never more than when they're roasted with a drizzle of Vinaigrette cinnamon or orange-fused extra virgin olive oil on top. Come in today for more custom-crafted food and cocktail recipes at Vinaigrette. 50th and Xerxes in Minneapolis and 287 Water Street in downtown Excelsior online at vinaigrettemn.com.
6: Supporting the best local and independently owned restaurants in the Twin Cities has never been easier. You'll find an expansive list of local dining options at eatlocalminnesota.com. Love the Scandinavian feel of Ingebretsen's on East Lake Street? Then you need to check out Also Ingebretsen's Coffee Bar in Norway House on Franklin Avenue. Their menu includes Nordic waffles, Lefsa dogs, and Scandinavian pastries and cookies, which pair well with their Viking Viking coffee and Spring Grove sodas. Also, Ingebretsen's Coffee Bar is is located at 913 Franklin Avenue and online at INGEBRETSENS.com. With breathtaking views of the Mississippi River, the Nicolet Island Inn features the comfort of the countryside right in the heart of Minneapolis. Perfect for weddings, seminars, or a romantic night out, the tasteful merger of classic decor with modern amenities will make your next event unforgettable. Call 612 612- or visit NicoletteIslandInn.com. It's a good day to be
7: indigenous. Native Earths Radio presents I'm Awake. Our weekly Native American talk radio show will discuss national and local Native American news and events. Local and national guests will help us keep current with Mother Earth, tribal, and Twin City issues. Native American issues are human issues. We invite all people to walk hand-in-hand with our struggles, victories, and achievements. Listen Saturdays at 2 p.m. I am awake.
4: Hi, friends. I've been talking to you about Minnesota's first green cemetery, Prairie Oaks Memorial Eco Gardens. It's an entirely new way of looking at our last earthly step. Burials are designed to have as little impact on the environment as possible. For many of us, a continuation of the commitment we made during our lifetimes. Let me suggest you go to the website, mngreengraves.com. Explore what it is. Prairie Oaks Memorial Eco Gardens. It's a lovely place, a peaceful place. Minnesota's first green cemetery.
1: Welcome back to Food Freedom Radio, where we plant the seeds of change. I'm Karen Olson Johnson with Laura Headland. Joining us in studio is Elaine Wynn, founding member of Sweet Potato Comfort Pie, and Rose McGee. Um, and Rose, before we move into, you know, continuing the conversation about Ferguson and, and, you know, how the event, the upcoming event evolved, tell us a little bit about this music. Where is this from?
3: Oh, my goodness. That is such beautiful music, isn't it? Wendy uh, Goldberg is a um, local Twin Cities musician who does a lot. She plays guitar, she um, sings, but she also has that wonderful women's course that you just heard called Sure Harmony, and they will be um, with us at our event next Sunday, uh, January 14th, as we observe our fourth annual Martin Luther King um,
1: holiday sweet potato comfort pie day of service. From 2 to 4.30 um, at the Brookview Community Center, the 4th Annual Sweet Potato Comfort Pie, what did you call it, Rose? Day of Service? Day of Service. Day of Service, okay. And that came out of, as we went to break last time, you were talking about Ferguson. So connect the two. Mm -hmm. You know, how did Ferguson, you know, turn into this event
3: Well, when I went to Ferguson, uh, I didn't know what I was doing, you know. (laughs) I just jumped in the car with the pies, and my son was silly enough to go with me. And we got there, and what I discovered was how people wanted to talk. And that's the work that I do every day. I guide people in understanding how to do story circles, how to really share their own authentic stories. So I'm listening. People wanted to just talk. And if that process, you know... um, was so needed just from people that I'm meeting, strangers, I thought on the way home, we need to do something here at home. Um, because I'm living in a community that is very much in denial about certain things around race. And yet at the same time, it's a wonderful community, beautiful people. So if people can come together and have a dialogue around these kinds of Things. We're a first-ring suburb to North Minneapolis, and we are right next door to to Crystal, Robbinsdale, Hopkins. All of these uh, communities are right there, and um, so that's what I did. I came home and I contacted our mayor, Shep Harris, and I contacted some friends like Elaine and uh, Kate Toll and Helen Bassett, various people that that um, I love and am near and dear to Teresa Martin, um, and they came, and we had this conversation about how do we do this on a bigger scale starting right here you
0: use the word this can you tell me what does this mean how Mm -hmm. do we do this
3: right the this was (laughs) how do we um, convene people in a way where they can talk freely they can listen and they can be authentic and be heard genuinely heard Um, it's not the solution that some people are expecting that you're going to go out there and you're going to create something right away. But it does allow people now to not have these barriers and to drop some of those, um, those biases so that they can work together, so that we can begin to get people in the community who may feel You know, I really don't see myself as being in the political scene. (laughs) But when they come and they realize, oh, yeah, I guess I could be. Or somebody who's thinking, um, we have examples of these where um, somebody in the community looks out the window, they see a person of color walking down the street, they call the police. That happens in our community. But instead, you know, think about this. Why are you doing that? Do you really need to call the police just because you see a person of color walking down the street? Do you call the police if you see a white person walking down the street? No. So these kinds of things uh, we try to bring out now in these convening sessions that we do annually how to begin to look at some basic human um, practices and and, and and not jump to unnecessary conclusions as we tend to do as, as human beings.
0: So tell us some more about the event that's gonna happen on uh Sunday, January seventeenth from two to four thirty in Golden Valley.
3: Actually it's Sunday 14, January oh, Yeah, 14. what that you're was, looking at yeah. That was the last flyer was, you brought. There we go. It was Sunday, yeah. January
0: fourteenth, two to four at uh Brookville Community Center in Golden Valley. I was looking at last Brook, year's.
3: The new which Brand has the new,
2: brand new Brookview Center. Elaine can talk to you about it. Oh it it's awesome place. I was there for the grand opening and then we met there the other night and it was so wonderful because a lot of people in the neighborhood were coming through, they had meetings, they were having something to drink or eat, a little kind of restaurant area and uh, it's it's going to be a good place for Golden Valley. It's going to be a good place for us to gather. It's just about the right size and um, we'll, But it's new, you know, we've done it other places before, so we were kind of trying to acclimate there to the space. I wanted to say uh, something, if I could, about um, when I was young, in my 20s, when Martin Luther King um, died. And as he developed and worked with the movement, I have to say, like a lot of younger people today, see things and say, you're not doing enough, you're not out there enough, you're not radical enough, and truth is, I go back, there I was, and I I feel it in my heart, what they're saying. Then Martin Luther King began to make some shifts. One of the things he did was he, he spoke about the Vietnam War and his concerns about what was happening there and where we were going, and... I said, wow, he wrote this. It was such a short time. Later, he died.
0: He died. He also supported and, universal basic income.
2: Yes. And he he was, you know, it was this morning sitting here all over again, you know, those days uh, of his leaving us, his being taken from us. We're just so present. And I thought about... What do we do? We are baking the number of pies for his birthday. He's eight, he would have been, he would have been 89. There's lots of 89-year-olds around mm-hmm. who are still blessing us with their eldership, mm-hmm. and that's what I came to about it. And that means a lot to bake that number of pies that was his birthday. So in a way, though, there's a culmination of. Excitement and laughter and co- uh, connecting with people. It's also, you know, it's a birthday party. It's sad. It's happy. Uh, it's it really feels symbolically that this group works.
1: And the the symbolism is not only associated with you know, his birthday and what he represented, but also, you know, some very particular concepts that we attribute to King, like beloved community. And, you know, coming together around these principles, you know, which is, you know, what you try to create year after year after year, and then also in bringing pies to to different affected areas. So we're, we're going up on break again. Um, <laughs> so, and um, again,
0: there's, there's one requirement. Is peaceful intentions only?
1: Peaceful intentions only, yes. So when we come back from break, ladies, let's continue that conversation about beloved community and, and how sweet potato comfort pie is an aspect of
0: creating that. And uh, we can take your calls. Um, Again, if you have some fond food, um, food that connects, memories that you know of, 952-946-6205. You're listening to Food Freedom Radio on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota.
5: Tap taste and treasure at Vinaigrette, where we have some warm seasonal recipes all ready to create dynamite meals. Our fig balsamic vinegar pairs perfectly with roasted Brussels sprouts or baked brie. And sweet potatoes are always a winner, but never more than when they're roasted with a drizzle of vinaigrette cinnamon or orange-fused extra virgin olive oil on top. Come in today for more custom-crafted food and cocktail recipes at Vinaigrette, 50th and Xerxes in Minneapolis, and 287 Water Street in downtown Excelsior, online at vinaigrettemn.com.
4: I'm Lori Fitz from Connections Radio Show. And this Saturday at 9 a.m., we'll be talking about
2: Theater Unbound's 17th annual Extreme Theater Smackdown, taking place on January 13th at Stepping Stone Theater. Six new plays will be created in 24 hours. And on our show, we'll have our own Radio Theater Smackdown, with an original script being created and performed in just one hour. Listen in this Saturday, 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota.
7: This is Dan Brooks, Senior Vice President and Financial Advisor with RBC Wealth Management. For the past 19 years, I've been managing wealth for individuals, institutions, and corporate retirement plan sponsors. Throughout my career, I have seen common traits in successful investors. They include the courage to be diversified, the willingness to work with a professional, the discipline to follow a plan, and patience. I welcome the opportunity to help contribute to your financial success. Call me at 612-371-2396. Hey, Minnesota, Norman Goldman here. The furniture business is one of those industries that's full of fake sales and false discounts. This is the age of the hashtag illegitimate fake president. And haven't you been lied to enough? That's why you need to check out Habitation Furnishing and Design. Habitation offers some of the coolest furniture in Minneapolis at fair prices every day. No fake sales, no phony discounts, just honest, intriguing, and really unique furniture. Check out Habitation on Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park or visit HabitationDesign.com. This is Ken Haglund of Minnesota Hospice inviting you to listen to our brand new show airing on AM 950 on Saturdays from noon to one. The Minnesota Hospice Show looks forward to discussing how we honor life and to exploring the physical, spiritual, mental, and emotional issues we experience throughout all stages of life. Learn how hospice is the new face of hope and how it's your benefit, your choice. Join us Saturdays at noon and check us out online at minnesotahospice.com. With all the convenient big box stores that sell appliances, why do so many Minnesotans choose Warner Stellion? Check online to find that Warner Stellion is a Minnesota family owned business for over 60 years. Warner Stellion offers more appliance brands than any other, and our passionate specialists are motivated to impress you so much that you will refer Warner Stellion to everyone you know. That's our mission here at Warner Stellion. Ask around, check us out online, and when it's your time to buy new appliances, join nearly 300 Minnesotans and choose the appliance specialist, Warner Stellion. With your AM950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for partly cloudy skies today with a high near 10. Tonight, cloudy with the temperature rising to about 13. Sunday, mostly cloudy with a high near 28. And Monday, mostly sunny with a high around 29. Which appliance store has more of everything you want? Over 300,000 Minnesota homeowners believe it's the specialists at Warner Stellion. We guarantee never to be beat on price. Ask one of our customers to rate our free delivery, appliance installation, and recycling services. Go to warnerstellion.com to learn more.
0: Freedom Radio where we plant the seeds of change. I'm Laura Headland with Karen Olson Johnson and in studio with us is Elaine Wynn and Rose McGee both with a sweetie, sweet sweet I'm going to make sure I do that. Sweet sweet potato comfort pie. Yep, Yep, you got it. Catalyst for change. You got it. Catalyst for caring and building community. And um, we have a caller right now. Uh, Welcome to the show, Larry, from Golden Valley. You had a food memory to share. Hi.
1: Hi.
8: This is a really good radio show. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs)
1: Hey, Larry, you've got a food memory. Go ahead.
8: Yeah, well, I I, I will uh, go ahead with the food memory, but i just say uh, what Elaine just said about Martin Luther King, 89. Uh, I, I'm reading uh, uh, Daniel Ellsberg's Doomsday Machine, which everybody should read, and I just went through the part where he finally asked his dad at age 89, this was a long time ago, why why he lost his job and was without one uh, for a year, and his dad said, because they wanted me to help build the hydrogen bomb, Um, uh, you know, service service to country, in my opinion. The first uh, pie that I made, because I've been part of the project from the beginning as well, uh, and the first time we gave away pies, uh, I'm a veteran, and I gave my pie to... uh, to a friend Vietnam veteran who's been dealing with Agent Orange all his life. Uh, one of the travesties of the war in Vietnam. But if I could, uh, let, let me tell you a seemingly more benign food memory. Sure, go for it. And, and that is uh, uh, my, bit benign but important, not really benign. Uh, when I was growing up, I wanted I my mom to, to teach me how to cook and she wouldn't do and I think it's because, because uh, you know, men don't cook. And so I, I learned how to cook over a fire when I ran camps uh, in, in the 60s, just before and after I got drafted. Uh, and then uh, later on, uh, I'm, I'm actually married to Elaine, uh, and Elaine taught me Ooh. to make apple pie the way my Swedish grandmothers and my—or uh, apple sauce—the way my Swedish grandmothers and my— My mom had done, and when my mom was dying, I made applesauce from the apples in a tree in our yard and brought them to the nursing home where she was. She couldn't feed herself anymore, and I, I fed her... Um, uh, applesauce, and told her where I had gotten it, and she got this big smile on her face. You, you made applesauce just for me, and and the big smile that my third grade teacher had told me when Mom came in. you uh, uh, your, your mother is so beautiful; she has such a beautiful smile, and uh, that, that's. Uh, that's my food memory. Thank you so much. You know, we all today. have red
0: eyes. We all have red eyes right. sharing that, and that is the living food, right? Yeah. That's the power of food. Man, you brought, you made me pie. You, you made applesauce for me.
1: There's that bridge. There is that beautiful bridge. You know, and how we, and how we pull ourselves together in community. You know this. I mean, the beauty of sweet potato comfort pie. The beauty of applesauce. sauce. Larry, thank you so much for calling in. God bless you for um, uh, for 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 sharing that. And um, you have a lovely wife, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> And he's he's really a, a cool guy. He yeah. really is,
3: <laughs> and uh, and I appreciate that too. That's that's really beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Actually, that's our ta- tagline: uh, Sweet Potato Comfort Pie, a catalyst for caring and building community. Mm-hmm.
1: Did you want to read this poem? Oh, I'd love to. I'm. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about this little piece and then go
2: ahead and read the poem? Yeah. Well, Rose was just sharing a little piece I didn't know that uh, Pastor Roz Harmon has been one of the people since the beginning. Rose's daughter at the the women's conference, I said, oh, I love your daughter. And, And Rose was being a little flippant with me. And she said, "Okay, you can have her for today, but I get her back tomorrow. And uh, so we were sitting together and chuckling about that. Uh, Roz is a brilliant young woman. She's a pastor, she's an educator, and um, she couldn't go to Ferguson. And Rose shared that she said, Well, what can I do? She had to be out of town somewhere else, and I'll write a poem. And the poem was enough. And I get the opportunity to read that beautiful poem today we have that on the table for comfort pie from the community of golden valley minnesota to wherever you reside may this sweet potato pie soothe and warm your insides take time to laugh cry and remember those you love but never forget your strength that comes from above From family to community and community to your heart, unity and peace is where comfort and joy start. So today, be blessed. Remember to eat, pray, and love as you partake in making a difference, for there is much to be proud of. Enjoy. And we do have Rosalind um, from
8: Sweet
0: Potato Pie from Golden Valley on the phone right now. Oh.
2: Good morning. Welcome.
1: Welcome to the show, Rosalind. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? Well, I think great. Uh, How could we be any better? (laughs) Right? Is this the Rosalind? I was going to say, is this the Rosalind? I don't want to make assumptions. Is this this the Rosalind of the poem that we just read? Yeah. Are you Rosalind? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful to have you join us. What does sweet potato pie mean to you, Rosalind?
9: Oh wow, it means so much. As my mother probably has already expressed, um, it is the the sacred cult, the sacred dessert of our culture. Um, and since I was a little girl, that is what we would eat for holidays and special occasions, and just to watch her you know, bake that pie with so much love and family would come over and eat it and just be like, oh, this is so good. You know, it it became a, a period of time where we sat down, my brother and myself with my mother, like, look, you need to think about getting this out into the community and sell them. We didn't realize what we were getting into with with the whole idea of selling, I think we we just saw we were so excited about it, but my goodness, she needed help. And that of course landed on me and him, right? So here I am, a young, you know, college girl, you know, and you know, we like to have our weekends to be able to hang out with friends and do things and I'm cutting that short so I can, you know, get up early, like Three o'clock in the morning to help set up be the, at the, um, the uh, <laughs> farmer's market. You, so should, that was exhausting you should see
1: your mother rolling forward. her eyes. <laughs>
9: <laughs> She's thinking, yeah, yeah, you're young, you can handle it. But seriously, that, that was how our weekends would go. And we loved being at the market. It was great just being able to be with the community. And that's what this pie truly means. So the moment that Ferguson happened and she, you know, reached out to me and said, you know, as her pastor, do you think this is a great idea? And I said, Mom, I think that is an excellent idea to just start giving these pies to members of our community. And she did that. She went with that because my mother is one who is not afraid to take risks. And, um, that's one thing that I love and appreciate about her. And as we look at the pie and how the community just came together, it was just
2: really good.
9: I it, it was, just it, was this. it was a, so a this... tearful moment to see our mayor get on board, you know, Miss Elaine and her husband, and so many members of Golden Valley just get on board. and we've been doing this thing ever since.
0: So, again, just to repeat, this was August 9th, 2014. Uh, The shooting happened. uh, Chaos was raining. And you just felt angry and you wanted to do something. So you baked pie, not knowing what you're going to do. I'm just baking pie and putting it in my car and I'm driving there.
3: Yep. About 30 pies
1: in the trunk. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. (sighs) And how, you know, know, there was something in you that moved you to do this, right? Mm -hmm. And you followed that call, that passion, and then when you got there and and you felt the reaction, then it was like, I don't want to put words in your mouth, I just want, what was it? Well, again,
3: um, I was overwhelmed by how overwhelmed people were. There was another piece to this, let me add, <laughs> and it comes out in that interview when we, when we go to Charleston, too. I told you people believe can okay, nobody make sweet potato pie like my mama. <laughs> so just because I thought that this was a good thing to do I also had deep down inside this little apprehension suppose they don't like these pies. <laughs> and mm-hmm. You know, uh, I just say the Lord did it. Um, along the way, I because uh, I had n- notified some people that I was doing this, and so a, a woman who, uh, her name is Naomi Davis, she runs an incredible program in Chicago called Big, Blacks in Green. So she does all of this sustainable um, uh, growing and farming and, and healthy eating thing. And she said, um, stop at our African festival and bring some pie. I'm like, huh? <laughs> and um I said, okay, just like that. So here we were, all of these Chicago people, mind you, at this festival at her tent for the opening of opening reception of the annual African Festival. And there was a group of African American women, older women, sitting together. And I watched their expressions as they tasted the pie. <gasps> And when I saw them smile, and I thought, all right, I can do this. I can do this. And my son got it on camera. And I said, would you ask them what they thought? And they said, this is really good pie. So it really did give me a greater sense of, uh, you know, I was going, but this helped me even more because after all, I had all those pies in the trunk. And um, when I got there, and for people to be so receptive. And they did. They looked beautiful as well. So it wasn't like I just threw some pies together, slop, slop, here. But I wanted them to be attractive, and I wanted them to... And I also, we tell people, don't just go and say, here's a pie, but ask them if they would be kind enough to receive a pie from us. And so I always ask, because I didn't want anyone to feel that, you know, I was just trying to push something on them. And that That little piece, I think, also is another thing that helped. So by then, I guess, if the pie didn't even taste good, it wouldn't matter. But what I discovered was one woman didn't even want to eat her pie. She just held it, and she rocked, and she cried. And she said it reminded her of how it used to be when she was a child. And she said, we were poor, and my mother only cooked what we call soul food, and I got sick of it. And I didn't like this, and I didn't like that. And now she's gone, and I wish I had. She said, I don't even know how to cook a lot of these things. So she's in there crying. She's got these little kids around her. And she said, I'm just going to freeze it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, you're listening to
0: Food Freedom Radio on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Still a little time for your calls, 952-946-6205.
1: We'll be back after break with Elaine Wynn and Rose McGee and more about sweet potato comfort pie.
4: OP. Warning.
7: Last year, over 40,000 Americans died in car related accidents. Not a pleasant thought, is it? In fact, as thoughts go, it's downright depressing. Well, that's where we can help cheer you up. We're standuprecords.com, and we offer the finest in CDs, DVDs, downloads, and merchandise from the best comedians on earth. Artists like Mark Marin, Maria Bamford, Eddie Pepitone, and Doug Stanhope. Available at Fine Records stores, Amazon.com, and the iTunes Music Store. That's standuprecords.com. Come on, listen to us while you're driving. Live dangerously. <laughs> Ho-Chunk Gaming, Wisconsin. Wherever you are and however you like it, we're just the place you're looking for. Six unique, fun, exciting, winning destinations located throughout central Wisconsin. Make your rounds to Wittenberg, Nakusa, Black River Falls, Toma, Madison, or Wisconsin Dells for the hottest slots, most exciting games, award-winning guest service, delicious food and spirits, lodging, and live entertainment. Join the Ho-Chunk Gaming Rewards Club for free. And with a single card, you can earn valuable points no matter which of the six locations you choose to play. That means more exclusive. Exclusive offers, giveaways, cash back, discounts, and much more. Visit us online to see all we have to offer and find the fun times nearest you at hochunkgaming.com. So wherever you are and however you like it, we're just the place you're looking for. Ho-Chunk Gaming Wisconsin, Wittenberg, Nucusa, Black River Falls, Toma, Madison, and Wisconsin Dells. Experience
2: the difference. ho
6: Gaming Wisconsin.
7: Must be 21 or over to play.
6: Looking for a catering company that serves delicious food and is environmentally conscious? Look no further than Common Roots Catering. They provide compostable or reusable service wares for all events, and food waste is composted. Common Roots is also proud to source from sustainable, local farmers. And when Common Roots says local, they mean it. Only free-range and grass-fed meat and poultry raised within 250 miles of their kitchen is served. To learn more about Common Roots Catering and their values, check out CommonRootsCatering.com.
7: The fine folks at Common Good Books will help you find the perfect book for you or the book lover in your life. Find a huge selection from a locally owned and independent bookseller in the Twin Cities. They are always bringing in top authors from around the globe for special in-store events. Open Monday through Saturday 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Sundays 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Find Common Good Books at 38 South Snelling Avenue in St. Paul or shop online at commongoodbooks.com.
1: Welcome back to Food Freedom Radio, where we plant the seeds of change. I'm Karen Olson Johnson with Laura Headland, and we've been talking uh, this past hour with Elaine Wynn and Rose McGee about sweet potato comfort pie. And I want to show our Facebook, our viewers, there's the sweet potato comfort pie hat and the sweet potato comfort pie. Button, a catalyst for caring and building community, and I would be remiss if I didn't remind everybody about the event coming up on January 14th. If you search Eventbrite, um, "Sweet Potato Comfort Pie," the fourth annual Martin Luther King Jr. Service Day, January 14th, um, from two to four thirty. Registration on Eventbrite, and the event is free. But um, and during the break, we we're talking about the coverage, you know, the media coverage of this. So I want to make sure that we mention some of the media coverage, but then also uh, for our listeners who are totally unfamiliar, some of the some of the places, <clears throat> the people, the situations for which sweet potato comfort pie was a part of that creation of beloved community and healing. So, who wants to go first? <laughs>
3: Well, I mentioned the beginning, which was Ferguson, and then uh, Charleston, which will ever be on my heart because when my colleague and neighbor at the time, Eden Bart, accompanied me down there, um, we had no idea that we would have been welcomed so graciously. We were just trying to go down and take pies and sit down and watch, but we were invited in a bigger way, and the media was there. So I would say... um, It it, it was incredible. The pies were the celebrity, and they were (laughs) greeted with celebrity status. And we were told that, you know, yes, they've gotten lots of money, but the idea of people coming together and making those pies together and then us bringing them down there, it just spoke to the soul. And so I was honored that I was able to actually slice pie for all of those that were in attendance that night. And there were about 153 people there that night in the same room where the people had been killed. And if you remember, now on a Wednesday night Bible study, um, it had been more people there, more people perhaps would have been killed. But that night it was about 13 people, remember? Mm -hmm. So now here you have every Wednesday evening in that same spot people coming from all over the world Mm. just to pay respect and honor. And there were faces of all kinds of people folks there that night. So later on, um, from that event came, yeah, some national press, USA Today, Huffington Post, and several television stations around the country. Um, I was getting uh, email messages and Facebook messages from friends in Texas and in, <laughs> in Wisconsin, everywhere. Um, but um, when we pulled together, people Uh, right here in the Twin Cities who make sweet potato pies, caterers and businesses. We um, had people make pies, and then all of us took the pies over to Precinct 4 in North Minneapolis, and that was a show of solidarity. So not only were the pies available for people who uh, were protesting, but for community leaders as well, and police officers Mm -hmm. as well.
0: So let's pause on Lane. Elaine, what did, uh, I know you're a psychologist, what did that mean to give the, it's not an us and them, you're giving the pies as a kind of universal?
2: Yes, I think that the, the, the tone of that has been so important and there was conflict about it behind the scenes. That's great. That's the community that we want to be building is the one where you can have conflict and you you work it out. You may not agree when you're done, but you at least have shared with that other person and everybody's different as it ends. Mm-hmm. That's what I think is so remarkable about the tone and the strategy of Love, you know, as Karen said, talking about the beloved community. That's what it is, you know. As a family where people don't agree with each other, but they everybody gets to be who they are and say what they say.
3: And that's another beautiful thing of why we do this on Martin Luther King Weekend. There were so many people who did not like Dr. King's way of doing things. There were those who felt he was just too, you know, too, what, uh he wasn't Fuzzy. tough enough on this, yeah. which wasn't true. He was very strategic. And so our goal is just to—I appreciate you using that word. We, we are strategic about how we go about doing this, and it's all about peace, and it's about unity. And anyone who's interested in partaking in that is welcome. So then later we, we were able to get those pies over into St. Paul area after Philando Castile's uh, death to his family— um, we we also had an opportunity to host in my home um, Diamond Reynolds, And controversy there as well. I won't go into all those details, but it was an honor that she and her mother came and she was embraced by people in a way that she didn't think that she had in that manner. So again, long story there. But she was given pie and she felt... Um, She saw, there's a national talk show called The Real that I had been featured on and she saw that. And that's how she reached out and called and said, I just want to be able to connect with this. And so we did. And the women in Nebraska, the indigenous women, circle of grandmothers who came together and made those pies and then I drove with them to Standing Rock and they knew how they wanted to present those pies to those water warriors. Um, and Justine Damon's family, and it goes on and on. The bombing um, at the mosque, Pies were taken there, and Pies were taken to um, the families at Minnehaha Academy after the gas explosions. Minnesota Humanities Center has been such a um, wonderful partner in supporting us in some of our efforts as well. So we're excited about this one coming up. That Saturday is when the people Saturday next Saturday the thirteenth is when volunteers come and have a chance to bake the pies. Those pies are made by volunteers, and they. We're rep-
0: looking for volunteers for this day of baking.
3: Um, yeah, we are. We we uh, Kate told probably would go. Oh no, no more, no more. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we we are always taking. We also appreciate um, the fact that we. Um, will now have an opportunity to be in one of Golden Valley's newest facilities. Now, Calvary Lutheran Church has always been there for us since the beginning. That's where we do our baking. And now the uh, Brookview Community Center, that's brand new, is where we'll be hosting for the first time on Sunday from 2 to
1: 4.30 and if you go to Eventbrite again, it's January fourteenth from two to four thirty. Look for the sweet potato pie, comfort pie. Um, and is there another event.
0: website they can go to to get information that your direct? They, they can go to, to our
1: Facebook page, yeah. Sweet Potato Comfort Pie. That's our Facebook page. So in our last, I don't know, thirty seconds or so, um, sweet potato comfort pie, pie. How can pie be a part of us
2: becoming beloved community? Mm, you just have to notice. Notice what the pie is doing, and notice what the community is doing and being, and have a sense of inquiry, a sense of adventure, wondering, what will this do? And not just, you know, write it off. Oh, this little thing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, we know the wisdom is the littlest things are the greatest and can, can
3: I quickly mention that this year, for the first time, we're going to have music. Ooh, music. Toki Wright, who's a hip-hop artist, will be there with us. Ooh. Representative Mike Fry will be there playing and singing. And so, yeah. <laughs>
0: that sounds awesome. So, again, uh, sweet,
1: sweet Potato Comfort sweet Pie. Sweet Potato
0: Comfort Pie.
6: And next week we'll be talking about the Emerging Farmers Conference.
1: Oh, you've been listening to Food Freedom Radio. Thank you, Laura.